Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the Chancellor Charisma Zero. We have the Duke of Devonanis, Lando, in the building. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Between Brothers Podcast. We're on episode nine now, right? Yeah. Or is it okay? No, episode nine. Um, you, you already know how we always start this thing. Um, tell me about your week. Tell me about your week. Uh, how's your week going since uh, since Monday when we last recorded? We're recording on a Sunday today. Happy Easter to everyone. Happy um, Easter. You know, we don't take no holidays, man. We work it. <laughs> so um, it's pretty much been the same, but um, there was, yeah, it was um, really nothing more to report, but there was something that I forgot to say last week that I uh, got a couple weekends ago. It's like the one of the flaws that I have is um, making time for stupid crap and not making time for other important things. Okay. So I bought these two books. I feel like um, it's um, they're writing prompts. When the first one is called, it's going to be 300 writing prompts. It, um, it has a question for, it has basically 300 questions. Um, it asks certain, it asks questions like, uh, write about three realistic goals you would like to achieve in your lifetime. Um, if I, it's like, um, you're a children's book writer, write the first few lines in your new book. What do you need right now? How do you experience, have you experienced something that just could not be logically explained? Things of that nature. It's like, mm-hmm. so it's, a, it's, of course, 300 things to write. And I like, and I like, I know I like to write, but because if I don't go, if I don't write for a long time, my hand starts to hurt. So it's like, I have to write. So, and I got another one called The Story of Your Life. And it's almost like the writing prompt one, but this one, um, this one, it asks more. So the first page is a write a basic timeline of your life, like one through five years old, six through 10, 11 through 15, 16 through 20, 21 through 25, so on and so forth. And it asks questions about your life. It's like the adult who influenced me the most was, and that's where you start to write from. Or what was your favorite memory as a teenager with your friends? Recreate the scene so a reader feels like they're there. So what role did you play in your social life? What was your favorite book as a teenager? Um, what's it called? Um, write a t- write about a time you were given responsibility as a child. Go into as much detail as possible. It's basically like it's basically like you're writing your memoir, but it asks you specific questions about certain about certain. Um, events in your life and things of that nature so i bought those i need to make the time to start writing we just start writing because um because i feel like it would be a good stress reliever as well to actually write some things down that may be on my mind mm-hmm. and to and to finally get that out put it on a piece of paper and then 
BM, then be, I would not so much be done with it, but it'll be be a weight off my shoulders because mm-hmm. there's certain because yeah, there's things that I've that are stressful that I feel like I need to write down. So I mm-hmm. felt like getting those two those two books would really help me out in uh, in a lot of situations or in uh, yeah. situations where I overthink too much. But that's been the uh, but other than that, there really hasn't been anything going on at work. Oh, and um, since it was Easter today, the girls uh, painted some uh, eggs. This is Laddie's egg. She, you know, they they don't they don't know the concept of trying to paint over, yeah, paint stuff and all that. So she just did whatever. I gotta yeah, fix it because the metal piece came out. Phoenix is wearing hers and she fell asleep. So, you know, that's just about the uh, about the gist of my week. So, how about you? Cool. Man, you know, um, there's there's a there's something that I've been hearing for a while, you know, um, and uh, you know, it, it's a good thing and a bad thing at the same time. Um, you know, it's uh, like you know you. One one thing one thing I never really did was pray, but you know I started doing that a little bit more, um, actually a lot more, um, in the recent months. Uh, I'm not gonna act like I pray all day every day or even every day, um, but uh, but I have gotten into a better prayer life. So um, since I've been getting into a better prayer life, you know you ask for signs and things of that nature and um, and. Uh, you know, some people talk to you, um, and so and that kind of like something clicks. Sometimes you may have a dream, and it's like, oh, what was that dream about? And that clicks as well. Once you, you know, sometimes I look up some of these dream interpretation things, and um, and you know, to make a to make a long story short, but you know, one of my, you said who's probably the biggest influence in your life. Um, one of my biggest influences in my life is, uh, you know, Dr. Eric Thomas, E.T., the hip hop preacher. Um, you know, I was, I was heard him. I was going or I thought I was going to get a divorce. 2012 business. Um, I didn't go into business for myself yet, uh, but they, you know, it was a lot of stuff going on, separation, all kinds of stuff and came across him on YouTube. Um, he knows this, he's said a lot of things. And there was something recent where uh, I paid for his 120 conference. And um, one of the things he was talking about in the 120 conference, I haven't finished it yet, um, but uh, he talks about, you know, like, don't, don't do stuff you ain't really trying to do. You know, like why if you if you don't like doing it, if you hate doing it, stop doing it. And um, you know, it was it's been it's been a long time coming, but uh for the for everybody who's listened to this to this podcast so far, nine episodes in knows that I'm in the car business and um I don't want to do it anymore. I've done it for five years. So 
I'm not gonna do it anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's just it's easy enough. That's that's just what it is. Um, so I put myself in a position to um to to make that transition um out of the car business and I'll be doing something else uh next month, uh starting next month. Um it was you know, I actually, one of my good friends, he was actually trying to get me to go to his dealership. Um, it's an independent dealership. And I was like, man, I really don't want to sell cars no more. And he was like, man, yo, we'll use this to not sell cars no more. I'm like, but you selling cars still. Mm-hmm. So, and I love him, you know what I'm saying? I, I love him, you know, like a brother. And, um, and you know, kind of like some soul search and everything like that. I went to a, I went to a different opportunity. They actually provided way more um, than, than his, than his lot did. And, um, and then some, and the the potential to make more money is, is, is there too. Like I've seen people who making a lot more money in that particular business than I have um, at least working for people. So I'm just like, yo, like it's, it's going to be a risk. And uh, and I'm gonna take it, you know. I guess if I fail, I can always sell cars again. And just like if when I I went from jewelry to selling cars, so you know if I failed at cars, I could always went to jewelry. And I haven't really failed at a lot of stuff. And what I mean by, of course, do I take do I have bad days, good days, and do and I have failed. I said I've I've started a business in the past that failed, so it's not like, but it's 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 more so of. Like when I set my mind to something, like that's that's like nothing's gonna like. I it's ne- I'm never in a position to be like, man, like I gotta go back, or man, like I'm struggling, or man, this is the worst decision I ever made. Like I've never had that feeling. And I'm, mm-hmm. you know, for those out there who listen to that to to this, I mean, it might be a little risk averse. You know, I, I'm 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 happy for you if you're in that position, but I'm just like, oh, I gotta do this because I'm stagnant. I'm not going anywhere in this business. And um, we took a, we took something called a flight assessment when uh, when um, I got involved with um, Eric Thomas and, uh, or at least like really, really deeply involved, listen to podcasts, all kinds of stuff. And one of my traits, and um, Zero's taking the test as well for those people who don't, uh, who don't know. If you wanna learn a little bit more about yourselves, Things like that, and you think thinking about taking the test, you can hit us up on um, you can hit hit us up on aster.media on Instagram. Uh, we haven't made a between brothers page as of yet, but um, you can hit us up on at least there on aster.media, and I'll connect you to the person who connected who I connected with. But um, one of my traits is I'm restless, so. I think that me being in the car business for so long and I had a plan to get out of it in three years and it's been five years and it's like, I'm, I'm just antsy to just get out of it. So I made a move to, to get out of it. And, you know, like I said, starting to, and for real, for real, it wouldn't even, it, I would actually do it quicker, but, um, but uh, they have grimy the car business is, uh, if you're selling cars, if you quit before the end of the month, they'll they'll just keep your money. So unfortunately, I'm just gonna have to make sure that I handle my business for the rest of the month 
and um, start start the new um, thing next month. And we I actually I actually got involved into into learning how to invest in certain things and things of that Ooh. nature. So if I do everything the right way, and um, if I do everything the right way, from in the next twelve to eighteen months, like the income is gonna be unbelievable like life-changing income so and that's that's going to do better for me do better for um the five children that i need to provide for do better for us as a family and the thomas uh name so i'm i'm like i'm super i'm not gonna say that because i hate when people say it i'm very excited highly excited extraordinarily excited to move into this next uh venture so um, that I mean that happened today. It was it's actually not even been a week. Um, but as far as the week is concerned, and I, I'm getting dragging this a little bit longer than I should, but I'm I'm just I'm really excited for um, what I got going on. So I want to talk about it. So and also it's our podcast. You can show it off. Um, but I know. Uh, <laughs> pop control <Patrol> production. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the, the every, everything got finalized today. And um, and I'm like, yo, like, uh, so yesterday, for those people who sell cars, they'll know how difficult this is. But yesterday, Saturday, April the 3rd, I think it's the 3rd. Yeah, April the 3rd, I sold four cars. Normally, that's a huge deal. And matter of fact, it was such a huge deal that all the salespeople were like, yo, great job. I sold three cars by noon. We opened at nine. And I was like, yeah, you know, that's, that's, yeah. And everybody's like, yo, man, you, you must be really excited. I didn't feel nothing. I said, yeah, it's time to go. And the fact that I don't even care that I just sold four cars in a day, which is mm-hmm. a rare occasion, especially. In three in cars before lunch. Yeah. And especially at the dealership, I don't work at a busy dealership. Like I don't work at a high volume dealership where there's 2000 customers coming in a week. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a fairly, it's a modern dealership. It's, it's a little slower. So it, it's a big, it's even, it's a, it's a big accomplishment on a big, at a bigger dealership. So imagine a dealership that sells 90 cars a month versus a dealership that sells 400 cars a month. Like, like one of the other dealerships that, um, that like a Toyota. company. Yeah. Toyota, uh, Hall, Hall Honda sells 400 cars a month. So, um uh as well 350 to 400 cars so you know they they um and that's for this area we live in virginia so if you live in new york or somewhere florida or something talk about oh our dealership does a thousand cars a month like i don't care shut up we're not talking about you so uh, <laughs> um but yeah so you know it's just um it's just it's, i was just like man and so one of my coworkers, he was like, oh, he was like, man, you are, what are you going to do? You going to quit? And I said, yeah, I'm not selling cars next month. And that was before I even got the final thing. Like I already made up in my mind that this is my last month selling cars. Mm. I'd already made that up in my mind before I even had like the real opportunity to do anything else. And so, like I said, everything kind of came into fruition today. So it was just like, oh, like this, this is going to, this is going to change our lives you know what i'm saying so so I'm, I'm really excited to take that next uh step into the journey of life 
um, you know, being 32 now, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I got another 50 years left. So 50, 60 years left. So, you know, this is definitely, you know, going to transition to the next stage. But let's get into the podcast as far as the topics that we were going to discuss. And um, uh, I guess one of the things, one of the things that we saw in the, the, for those people who listen to podcasts, there's a lot of stuff we can talk about. But in all honesty, especially me, I don't care about everything that's happened. We talk about what we want to talk about. So we usually, before we talk, do the episode, we discuss like, hey, you know, what do we want to touch on, things of that nature. So there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, we're not going to touch on everything. We're going to touch on the stuff that we like. Um, and or that we think is um is is something that we would talk about um on a regular phone conversation. So uh, my I guess the main topic, and we'll touch on a lot of stuff um, throughout it, but uh, the biggest topic, at least that happened in sports and pop culture, is Kevin Durant and Michael Rappaport getting into a big ordeal that was a DM over um, a DM thing beef or something like that. And, and um, what's it called? The, like that whole beef, the NBA fined Kevin Durant $50,000 for using so-called homophobic language which mm-hmm. I don't even know what that even means because I read what he was, what he said. Um, I'm like, so you tell, you tell, you find Kevin Durant 50 grand because he was telling a dude to give blowjobs. But that, how is that homophobic? Like I, I thought homophobia, which I don't even understand why it's called phobia, but like I thought homophobia was or a homophobic slurs or something was calling somebody the F word or 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 whatever slurs that they use or or calling somebody gay who's not gay or um so and I, like I said, I just always thought uh, uh thought that they were slurs. So if there's any homosexual people out there that that can t- explain to us how that's homophobic, please share. Don't and I hate black people do this all the time. Like for what if a white person don't understand, this is like you ain't black, so you never get it. No, like we even if I don't get it, or even if I never get it, it takes it takes um at least you took a step into un- having somebody understand. It. So exactly. it's, not, it's not that is yeah, it's not even that the oh you never you never understand. No, you you're not. I feel like people say that it aren't intellectually capable of explaining their position. So that's why they just say, you're never going to understand. Well, no, because yeah, you don't understand it. Yeah, that's why the you dialogue can be, Yeah. The dialogue can be very easy if you, if you like ask the right questions, like why, why is it this? So why is it that? Like you said, if they ain't intelligent enough to explain it, they're always going to fall back on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so, but I don't even really want to get into what's homophobic, what's not homophobic. Mm-hmm. I just want to know your position on who's right, who's wrong, 
um, in that entire scenario? Well, uh, what's it called? I don't really, in my opinion, I just think everybody is wrong in this situation because Kevin Durant, he could have just, but even though we know the nature of Kevin Durant and he was basically, and you can say that he was defending himself because of the fact that Rappaport decided to say something and say something um, to him about how he could, how he did the interview. Cause I haven't seen the interview. Because I, I I believe they were saying that Charles Barkley had asked a couple questions and the way that he answered it or the way that the question was phrased is he could only answer it in like a certain way or something of that nature. So Durant could have just been like, you know what, this guy is like, this guy has been trolling folks giving his opinion on things that he don't need to give his opinion about. We, I could just leave him. It's like he could just say what he wants and just leave it alone. But we know Kevin, it was like we, we've seen Kevin Durant respond to things. I mean, he made a burner account to respond to folks so he didn't have to use his real name. So you know he's going to be, you know he's going to be emotional about the situation because you're saying something about him. He could have, he's like, but for Rappaport, to feel the need to put this out to the public. Like he's looking for sympathy. It's like, no, what was like, you could have just had your exchange. Yeah, you could have had your exchange and you could have left it at that, but he did, but, but Rappaport decided to do what he did and now is looking for some sympathy. I don't think either person is right in this situation, but you understand Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's going to react like this because of the fact that he's done it before. Yeah. But there's no reason for Rappaport to try to, there's no, it's like, yeah, the language was pretty, language is pretty bad, but that doesn't mean that you need to, that doesn't mean that you need to put it out there. It's like, look, look, this is this is Kevin. It's like you poke the bear, and you it's like you can't poke the bear and not expect to get mauled. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Don't it's like, and then he, I think he tried to recant, you know, basically try to turn around and say, well, why is it when I do this to other folks who say this type of stuff to me? And I put put them on uh, on blast. Nobody says anything, but when it's Kevin Durant, oh, I'm wrong for it. It's like because it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, it's like, like it's not some dude. It's not it's not Twitter egg four four six three. It's Kevin Durant. That is famous. It's a famous person that plays for the Brooklyn Nets. What are we talking about? So. Oh. Man, I really don't want to do this. Let me ask you a question, though. Go ahead. Because I was discussing this, like, after we talked about it, I I was discussing it earlier, and it reminded me of the Shannon Sharp situation when they were talking about um, 
when they were talking about the Kareem Hunt incident in the hotel. I know it's not the same sort of subject, but when the mediator said to Shannon, to Shannon Sharp and um, Skip Bayless that, um, that he should be held to a higher standard, do you think this is why all the backlash, you know, why there's such a, why Kevin Durant got what he got with the finest stuff because of the fact that because he's because he's one of the most popular athletes in the world that he's held to the to a, a higher standard is the reason why all right here's here's um when people say that you should be held to a higher standard i think the only people who should be held to a higher standard are people who do something for a living where life can be taken or lost. Doctors, lawyers, judges, cops, firefighters, EMTs. I don't care what you get paid, but it, military, I don't care what you get paid. If um, politicians, you know, those people, because lives are literally... Kevin Durant plays basketball. His life, whatever he does is not going to affect your life in any way, shape, or form. And, and I shouldn't say in any way, shape, or form, but like whether you live or die is not going to be affected by Kevin Durant. While a police officer can, as we, there's a trial going on with George Floyd, can take your life, a police officer can also save your life. You know, or, or a, a police officer can alter your life where you're wrongfully convicted. You know, so that's that, those are who the people I think should be held to a higher standard. So, um, so I don't, now when it comes to the NBA, if that's how they feel because he's one of the faces of the league and they, mm-hmm. they probably should have, they probably should have fined him more. Uh. But, um, and then I, excuse me, I've been seeing people on social media say, oh, 50,000 ain't enough. And like I said, and I just said, they should have fined him more. But, but the problem with the whole, he's not fined enough, 50,000, he makes this amount of money a year, who cares? Like, I don't, 50 grand is a lot of money, no matter how much money you make a year. Mm-hmm. You know, and we don't even know where the money even goes. So, you know, that's that's what I have to say about that. And what I have to say about the situ- the situation of Michael Rappaport, Kevin Durant, and who's right, who's wrong. Kev- Damn it! Going right. Kevin. I re- for those who don't know, there there are certain athletes I actually don't like personally you know i've never met them personally certain things that they do say act antics i don't like them i was a big fan of kevin durant when he came out of college i always thought he was going to be an elite basketball player he is still an elite basketball player he's a hall of famer he's one of the greatest basketball players i've ever seen play basketball with that being said i hate the dude's guts But with also that being said, he's 100%. I'm 
I have no problem with anything he said. Not a word. Not a word. Now, I'm not really somebody who tells dudes to, to give fellatio to other dudes. I just think that's weird because I don't imagine dudes having sex. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if you say something about somebody, it's in your head. You've imagined it. Somebody who's made fun of a lot of people in their lifetime. Somebody who has come up with some out, some outrageous jokes that are just like, it's hilarious just because it doesn't make sense. It's because it's in my head. So I don't think about dudes blowing other dudes. So I don't say that to people. <laughs> so Kevin Durant's a weirdo. And I don't like him. And he's a weirdo for that. And maybe he likes doing stuff like that in his spare time. I don't know. You know, whatever. I just always felt like that was weird. When dudes start talking about man, man genitals. Doing this to male genitals. Talking about the SMD. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 nah, like you, you, I'm good on that. But I don't disagree with anything he said. Here's why. Michael Rappaport said, I don't even know what he said about Kevin Durant. I don't care what he said about Kevin Durant. Keep my name out your mouth. And if you if you're gonna have my name in your mouth when you see me, or when I feel like I need to address you, then be prepared to be addressed. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a DM, whether it's face to face, because I don't whatever he said about Kevin Durant pissed Kevin Durant off. Kevin Durant could have easily ran up on dude and be like, "Yo, what's up?" He could have been like on on some Cam Newton stuff where Cam Newton uh, ran up on um. On Kevin Benjamin, Benjamin, and he was like, "Yo, like I, you, I heard you had a lot of stuff to say about me. Say, say, say about me. So don't talk about me. Talk to me, because Kelvin Benjamin, all that stuff that he was saying about Cam, uh, about Cam Newton, he hasn't had a career since Cam Newton. Exactly. And you can even say that he backed down from it because when the pressure, and was yeah, put he on definitely him, backed he down, and he punked up, and he punked up. He, so it's just like." Yo, so that, and that's what and that's what that's what Michael Rappaport did. Oh, look at this! Look at what Kevin Durant said. He over here being a troll, and then you got checked like a troll. Then you, I heard he called lawyers and everything. Like, yo, you a coward, dog. And if if I was one of Kevin Durant's people, it's on. It would be on site with me and Michael Rappaport because you a punk. Like you for real a punk, dude. You don't sit here and talk all crazy and then be like, then run and squeal. Like a like the pig you are, talking about some oh look what he said and then oh why is this happening to me? I do this all the time. You ain't never did it to Kevin Durant all the time. You ain't never did it to any. Now most famous people probably ignore you because we don't know you. If it wasn't for Fox Sports, we wouldn't know what you got going on. Matter of fact, the last time I seen Michael Rappaport on TV was two thousand <coughs> maybe fourteen. He was on this show that I love called Justified. And he was one of the main antagonists for that season. Or he was the main antagonist for that season. Uh, that was the last time I seen him on TV outside of sports. I'm like, he's giving all his opinions on sports. He's not been in sports. He's not an athlete. Why has he got so many opinions about these athletes? And why do people keep asking for his opinion about these athletes? You was you, you a scrub. Like, it's for when it comes to sports, because you weren't hooping, you weren't playing football, 
You weren't doing none of that, at least not at their level. So shut up. Like I said, I hate Kevin Durant. I hate Kevin Durant. And, I, and there's, it's okay to criticize people's games. I don't, like I said, I had no idea what he said about Kevin Durant. I didn't do no research on it. I just saw the DM. <clears throat> I said, Katie's pissed off. And then we only know about it because you said something about it. You could have kept that between you and KD. You could have went back on whatever show you was talking reckless about him more and been like, yo, you know what? Kevin Durant, he hit me on my DMs. We had a back and forth. I'm willing to meet up with you face to face. But no, you acted like a punk, like the punk you are. You went and saw, oh, look at this. Oh, look, at he's such a clown. No, you a clown. You a clown. You Ronald McDonald. First of all, you, you, I don't even know what, like, I don't even know what this dude even does anymore, except talk about people. He's, I'm sure he's not acting anymore because I haven't seen him in any kind of film, TV, nothing in years. And I'm like, yo, what are you talking about? Oh, look what yo, he so, said. So this is what he said. He's, he tweeted, KD seems deeply in his feelings with the NBA, with the NBA on TNT crew after the game. Damn it. He is he's super sensitive about everything. Don't do the interview. And then he um Kevin Durant. So the first four to, um DMs. Kevin Durant said, You're a bitch. He responded, just do the just do the fucking interview. And if you're upset about something they've said, say something. Up there looking like you're gonna cry and shit. So KD said, I did the interview, you dickhead. He said, tell your baby daddy Chuck to be better at his job and frame his questions better. He gave me two options for that dumbass question, yes or no. Those are the first four messages. So he so he said he was being super sensitive. He's like, if you don't want to do the interview, don't do the interview. It's <laughs> like, so he said, don't right, do the so interview. Then he said, don't do the fucking interview if you're going to be sensitive. So, 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 so. Now look, now look. Kevin Durant. Um, now I know the story. Kevin Durant's still soft and I still hate him. It's that simple. But, mm-hmm. Mr. Rappaport, you have no reason to say anything about Kevin Durant. You have uh-huh. none. None. No reason to say, say anything about Kevin Durant. Like, why, like I said, what my my problem is you said something about him. So why are you mad or why are you tweeting about the conversation y'all had? You said something about him. He hit you up privately. Matter of fact, that's what makes you even more of a coward because he didn't, he could have said all that on Twitter publicly. And, you know, of course, Kevin Durant knows how to frame things. He he said what he felt like saying, and that's why he hit you in the DM. Mm-hmm. Just like how you said what you felt like saying, but you said it for the whole world to see. And then you sitting there still trying to let the world in on what you got going on, because if it wasn't for Kevin Durant talking to you that way, we wouldn't be talking about you. And so I'm like, yo, this dude is a bum. Like he's a scrub. Like no, like I like I said, and even Kevin Durant, his reaction to doing that or to or his re, him jumping in my man DM, that's a soft move. 
But I still feel like he's right, and he should have told him every word. Because like I said, when you put something out there, just like if Michael Rappaport ran up on me and said, show me I'm a punk, I'm going to show him he a punk. That's just, it's just what it is. Just like when I said, I'll, if, if I, if I'll punch Jerry Jackson in his jaw, I will punch him in his jaw if he comes up to me and asks me if I'm going to punch him in his jaw. It's just that simple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not saying, I'm not acting like I'm no thug or something like that. I'm just saying you got to go, you got to go, you have to back what you say. You can't just say something and be like, oh, it's for shock value. And it's not even about being real or being anything. Is or or you know or being gangster or anything. I'm no gangster in the slightest. I don't like Kevin. I I don't like Derek Jackson. And I ain't saying that Derek. I'm like I said, I'm good with my hands. But I ain't saying Derek Jackson. If I punch him in his jaw, that he won't beat me up. But he still got punched. He's <laughs> 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 like, man, that ain't hurt though. It's like, but I did what I said I was going to do. Hey, hey, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we can scrap it out from here on out. You know what I'm saying? But like, I'm just like, yo, this, like this, the way that he's, the way that he came off, he came off, he came off softer than Kevin Durant. And I think Kevin Durant's mm-hmm. soft. I think he's soft. And I'll tell Kevin Durant to his face if I ever got famous enough for him to feel like he needed to respond to me that he's soft. Okay, whatever. Well, I don't care. Well, if the if the generalization is that uh, Kevin Durant, if Kevin Durant's sensitive, you don't have to be famous in order for you to say what he <laughs> say how you feel. He'll respond, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, but it, it is what it is when it comes to Kevin Durant. But I'm just like, like I say, we like you said, we know that he acts like this. We know that he catches feelings. We know that he gets emotional when people say things about him or to him so yo just take it you said it he said something to you you could have he hit you up privately you made it public because you're looking for attention you're attention whore mr rapaport jonathan john it's funny that you even said that because you want to know what else kd said what he said you a bitch for even carrying how i do an interview all you do is cocksuck other men for attention. <laughs> Trump didn't pay attention to your sorry ass. Now you want to use everybody else to get views and laughs. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> I, I don't like I said, I mean, I never really took anything that dude said serious. Um, Michael Rappaport, you know, I know he, like I said, the truth. I don't know how he got on ESPN and and then now he's on Fox Sports. I guess he just follows Skip Bayless wherever he goes because I haven't seen him on ESPN since he went to um, – since um, since Skip Bayless left. But I'm just like, bro, like, you 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 talked about him. Kevin Durant didn't – Kevin Durant didn't just randomly DM you saying anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't, I don't even know what, what the what this tweet was, like, or what this tweet was. Because I remember, I don't know, I guess Kevin Durant must have got recently interviewed or something like that. I don't know. Because yeah, I, I, I remember there was one where, like, um, Chuck and them was actually making fun of Kevin Durant after a game. But I don't know why you would interview Kevin Durant after a game when he's injured. But, you know, it is what it is. So, um, and, you know, it, Oh, like I said, these NBA players, they mad soft. Um, they voice their opinions about how and show how soft they are. 
I don't like LeBron. I feel like he's – I don't think LeBron's as soft as Kevin Durant, but I feel like he's a little soft when it comes to criticism. And, you know, and Kevin Durant's definitely soft when it comes to criticism. Kyrie's like, yo, whatever. They're going to say what they're going to say anyways. And I think that's how you should handle it is the Kyrie way. Now, I'm not saying that he don't – he's not affected by it behind closed doors, but in public, he like, yo, people going to say whatever they want. Like, I'm, I got to live my life. So, mm. so um, so yeah, I mean, just to put a bow on that, um, Michael Rathboy, you a punk. And I'll tell you, you're facing your punk. And whatever happens, happens after that, you know. So, um, but any, any, any parting shots on that topic? No, it's like, what's it called? It's a rap report. It's like, look. Stop being a rat, because that's exactly what you're looking like. Looking like right now, it's like you. It's like you claim you claim that you do this all the time. It's like uh, if you haven't learned your lesson by now. Like I guess you're just gonna be an attention whore the rest of your life because acting is not taking you anywhere. I think the last acting thing, I think the last major acting role he had was uh, the the new edition story, the BET uh, movie. It's like, oh, snap. You know, Tyler Perry movies? I don't know. If oh, I, I, didn't, I, oh I, didn't know that, <laughs> I didn't know that anybody, I didn't know if there was any type of movie or TV on BET outside of Tyler Perry. No, no, no. Yeah, this is a BET production, so. BET production. Not Tyler Tyler Perry Studios. Speaking of Tyler Perry, keep getting them checks, man. I ain't hating on you, Mr. Perry. I'm not hating on you. Matter of fact, if I ever meet you, I'm I'm having a notepad ready to to get some advice. But keep getting them (laughs) checks, man. He got owned and BET on lock, dog. Like on lot, he got thirty-seven shows. Oh, and th- does he sell all those shows on TVS? I don't know them sitcoms. Yeah, I think he still. I think yeah, I think he yeah. still got those shows. Keep getting all them checks, Mister Perry. I ain't mad at you. I don't care if people say, say that you that you gay or whatever. Whatever. I don't care about none of that. All I know is I you you're you're one of the people I look up to, Mister Perry. Keep getting them checks. Yeah, Matter of fact, like, if, just... if, if they if they if they said if they said the T and B T met Tyler, I would be okay with that. <laughs> I'd be okay with that. <laughs> like, now look, now don't get me wrong, Mister Perry. I don't like none of the stuff you put out. <laughs> I'm not a fan. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like none of the stuff you put out, but I like the work though. Like I like that you got all these connections and you really been putting in work to put to. And like I said, and, and it ain't for everybody, you know. No, nothing's for everybody. This podcast ain't gonna be for everybody, so it is what it is, you know. But um, but yeah, keep getting the checks, Mr. Perry, man. I, I got, but yeah, um, yeah, that's crazy. But um, but speaking of um, speaking of uh, some of that, some of that stuff as far as um, you know, attention whores and things of that nature. Uh, I I. I have a beef with people. And that beef is um, people taking risks in their lives. Um, And we didn't even say that we were going to discuss this, but it just made me think of this. And also the other stuff we're going to talk about are going to be quick here. So we got to fill some time somehow. 
So, um, but this will be brief. What I don't, I, I, there's, there's certain, there's certain types of people in your life. Like, for example, we've been doing this podcast on nine episodes. I don't even know who's listened to it so far. No one's actually hit me up and said, Hey, you know, I like the episode that you did or anything like that. Um, of course the people who have, who, you know, there, there's people who live in our, in our homes because we do this from our homes that hear us talk. So they have an idea of what we talk about. And they also, then they tell us they're doing a good job, but I haven't gotten no text or anything like that saying, Hey, you know, I like, I like what you guys are doing, but, um, but when, but doing this, doing this podcast is a risk. We don't know if it's going to blow up one day. We can probably do this for another three, four years and nobody ever listens to it. And I, and all quite honestly, I don't care. Um, and the reason why, reason why I'm saying I don't care is, I mean, of course, do we want to make income off of this and, you know, to have another revenue stream or something like that? 100%. I ain't going to act like that. I, I want to do this for for free or not get anything for the rest of our lives. But the reason, the reason behind me having the idea to do this podcast is so I can talk to my brother every Sunday. And you know, it, the you I know, and you know, just to let a little couple of people behind the scenes, you know, zero was kind of going through some things, and I was like, "Yo, I need to talk to my brother, like as often as possible." So you know what, we're gonna do a podcast because people who listen to us talk on the phone through speaker have been telling me we need to do a podcast. So let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. You know, yo, you know, you guys are entertaining. You guys are funny. Da, da, da. So let's, you know, y'all, y'all should do that. And people have been telling me for like two years before we even did it. And I'm pissed off that we didn't do it sooner. But yeah. But um, I'm, I'm pissed off it took that incident to make me be like, yo, all right, I need to start this. But when I talk about when I talk about risk, um, there there's certain people that are in your corner. And there, there are certain people that are in your corner when you decide to go on a new business venture or things of that nature. There's three, and I, I, I category, categorize these people into three types of people. So the type, the type who I love the most are, yo, um, hey, Lord, hey, hey, we, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start our own oil company. Or no 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 let me let me let me rephrase that. We're gonna start our own clothing company. Yo, oh shoot, you can start your own clothing company? Man, yo, I know a dude who can do graphics, I know a dude who can do this, man. Yo, but how about this? How about we partner up? We put some money into together and then you know see where this thing goes. The person who's uh, who's gonna be riding with you day one just because you have an idea. Mm-hmm. Those are people I love the most, but not everybody like that. And I don't blame everybody for being like that. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's a, actually, I, actually, you know what? I'm coming up with a fourth person. There's a, a, the second person who's like, okay, that's what's up, man. You know, um, whenever you get started, let me know and I'll support you. They don't want to join you, but I'll buy your shirt. Mm-hmm. I'll buy your shoes. I'll buy your socks. I'll buy your pants. I'll buy your jacket. And I'll wear it and be like, oh, yo, my boys sell clothes. 
So they'll support you, but they ain't trying to, they ain't trying to be, even if you ask them, like, yo, you trying to go in? Look, I ain't trying to go in, but I'll support you. I agree. Mm-hmm. I like those people too. <clears throat> the third person is actually going to be a surprise. I don't hate these people the most. I'm okay with these people. I'm actually neutral with these people. These are the people. No, actually, every time now I'm thinking about it, I'm adding another person. So it's five people. Power. <laughs> so you're gonna add ten people. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's gonna be. It's gonna be it. <laughs> so you're gonna have two basketball teams with no hey, bench. No, <laughs> no, hey, yo, you run it fast. Y'all He's like, yo, run it back. It's like, if you lose, run it back. Yo, man, I got next. You ain't got next. You trash. But anyways. <laughs> you nobody, your shoes. Nobody, nobody wants you. Nobody wants you picking them on 18. <laughs> like, yo, that's it. It's like, yo, yo, you suck, man. Like, that's saying It's like, that nigga don't even got money for his locker. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. But all right. That so nigga got too many basketball teams on. <laughs> the third person are the people who's like, yeah, I meant, oh, yeah, you know, I'll support, I'll support your clothing line. And they never do. They fake. <laughs> They're fake. And I said, I'm neutral with them. They're fake. They're fake. Oh, yeah, man, I know you're going to do well. I know you're going to do good. And they'll never support you. Ever. Mm. Ever. But they'll smile up in your face all the time. Oh, hey man, you still got that clothing line going on, man? Yo. No. You fake. But I'm okay with you. Mm-hmm. Cause at least you give me good energy. Exactly. Even though, even though you are even though you're not a man of your word, woman of your word, at least you give me good energy every time you see me. Yeah. yeah can't, believe like... you started, can't believe you started a clothing line, bro. Man, that was, it it's like, yeah, man. It's like, you're doing it too going? much with your fucking hands, what I'm just saying. How's it going, man? You would know if you bought a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still looking for your shirt. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, and look, look, this, I'm just using a clothing line. I'm, but this is oh, real junk. Also, oh, real junk. That's how there's been there. There these five people have come up when I said we'll start a podcast. These five different people have come up, um, and I actually no, not not all five, but so the fourth person is the person who don't support you at all, and they don't give you no good energy. Man, you stuck. You start a clothing line. Just on a clothes. What you doing that for? No, what you you, you 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 think you creative like that? You a fashion expert now? I'm, I mean, I'm just I just want to sell some t-shirts, bro. Like, not, man, yo, man, man, yo, man, yo, that you, ain't no money in ain't no money in selling clothes, bro. Ain't no money in selling clothes, man. Like, uh, well, I, I mean, I'm I'm just seeing Gucci making all this money. I figured I can get a piece of that. Man, you ain't Gucci, dog. You ain't Gucci. They can make a racist sweater and still survive. You not Gucci. Yo, this is stupid, man. I ain't with you on this. I think it's a bad decision. All right, cool. But you I don't ain't like nothing, man. Like, you ain't like nothing, man. You ain't, you ain't, 
It's like I now it's like I know I can't depend on you to uh purchase a t-shirt. So why do, so you can carry your ass elsewhere? So, but here's the thing, I don't like them, but I can appreciate them because I know you, I know I like you better than the guy who's like, yeah, dog, positive energy. I ain't never gonna buy nothing from you though. I like him because <laughs> you told me up front. You told me up front, I'm not looking for I, I'm over here like yo, I got this. I got this XL for I got this XL for Dante. I'm waiting on Dante to buy this XL, man. It's twenty three dollars. I'm even giving him a discount. Normally sell them thirty, twenty three. And he like, yo, man, I'm gonna get you next week, dog. Yeah, I. I that they see that nigga with a whole bunch of bags. Been, look, no, it's not even that. It's not even that. <laughs> I've been waiting on that. I've been waiting on next week for fifty three weeks. <laughs> you been telling me this every week. All right, cool. So, but like I said, the other guy, the pessimist, I'm okay with him. I'm okay with him. I don't like you though. Like we not friends. Like also, real jump. We not friends no more. If you come at me with that kind of energy, we not friends no more. Just that simple. But I appreciate you more than I appreciate the fake guy. Mm-hmm. Here's the person I hate. Here's the person I hate. Man, you starting a clothing line? Yeah, man. Yo, you know, I, I, hey, I'm thinking about partnering with. I'm thinking about partnering with some people because I need some startup capital. Look, man, you know, if you can give me about a thousand dollars, you know, we all put in. You get thirty percent of the company. Thousand dollars buys you thirty percent. You know, if this thing blows, you good. Yeah, man. And you know, I'm not saying let I'm I'm assuming this person has money, you know, decent amount of money. They're trying, they've been talking about investing into something for a while. Let's just say let's mm-hmm. put it that way. Yeah, man, you know, that sounds good, man. You know what? Tell me how it goes, and then I'll bring I'll come in. Lando, why do you hate that guy? He said he's gonna because you want me to do all the work, and, and then, then we... you want to come in when it starts to get successful. Now you want to come in when I'm getting this bread. I hate you. F you. For real, I'm really like that. I no, you don't need to know how it goes. Matter of fact, you want to know when you're gonna know how it goes. When you see me in Maldives with my girl um, drinking some type of alcoholic beverage from a freaking coconut or pineapple or whatever the hell kind of fruit they got out there. <laughs> I don't know. I just heard that it's nice out there. I don't even know where Maldives is. I'm just saying, like, you know what? that's a great. I, I, I'm about to look it up. I'm going to do it on video so they know it's real. Hey, you know what? The search just said everything. I'm gonna do it on video so I know it's real. <laughs> and you know what's the first thing that pops up? What? Fabulous, what? I'm gonna do it featuring Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Maldives located? Yo. In Asia. Asia, okay. Right in the uh, right by the Indian Ocean. 
Okay, so so you, you know, see, so it's like like, and then you gonna be like, yo, yo, zero, man. I know, I know, I know you. I know you telling me about that clothing line, man. Yo, shoot, can I can I buy in? I'm, yo, I'm ready. I'm ready to buy in. Yo, man, I, I still got that G for you, dog. The hell you think a G gonna do for me now? <laughs> What's your G oh, gonna no. do for me when I'm making six figures right now doing this? <laughs> or I'm making high five? Ch- chill out with that nonsense. No, no. The, look, yo, they're not... You, you, you're thinking too small. You're thinking too small. They don't want to go in with you if you're making high fives and six. No, they when you when you making the eight zeros, the eight, is a, when, when, when they when you when they see a company get bought or get um get, uh get a get an evaluation of twenty million dollars and some uh freaking Jeff Bezos spent two million dollars to get ten percent of your company. Mm-hmm. Yo, man, hey, man, yo, you, you know Ted Bezos? Man, you know I've been riding with you forever, dog. Yo, man, yo, yo, man, let me get, let me get in, dog. You know, I got you. No, I did, I did too much work for you to come in now. Exactly. The only work that you, the only way you can come in, I don't even need your thousand dollars. You will be employee, though. I'll pay you. But you can't get in. You should have got in on the ground level. You didn't trust that I could do this. Exactly. So what does that have to do with risk? It has everything to do with risk. Because you weren't willing to risk anything to get to the position that I'm in. You wanted me to take all the risk. And then if it fails, he's going to... If it fails, he turns into... He turns into, man, I've been told him it wasn't going to work. He didn't tell you nothing about it not working. But he turns into the other guy, the pessimist. Man, I, I told him it wasn't going to work, man. I don't know why he was doing that, man. He spent all that money, man. I heard, I heard he lost like 30 grand on that. But then when it, when it succeeds, he like the other guy. Man, yeah, dog. Always giving you positive energy. But he now he's looking for a handout. Or she, I don't, you know, sorry for whoever it is. Listen to it. Now they're looking for a handout. No, don't, don't, I don't want you around me. I don't want you, I, I, that person, I don't want you around me. Don't say, and, and, you know, like, like I said, it, it's, uh, it's, um, it's, all right, so how can I put this? Where, and I'm not saying that anybody, if somebody has done it, I don't even remember. But um, mm-hmm. I uh, I got a program called Make Real Estate Real, and um, it's a it's it's uh it's a excuse me it's a program about real estate investing. The program costs a thousand dollars. So I've been saying now it, it cost two thousand dollars when I initially came up, but they reduced it to half price because of the pandemic. So I'm like, so, but I'm telling people about this thing. And I'm like, yo, I'm going to put the money together and then we can go, and then I'm going to go ahead and start it. So everybody who I told this to, 
was like, yo, man, that sounds like a great idea. So when you get involved, let me know. And then I'll go ahead and go in with you. Now, you you think like, hey, you know, they, they're, they're a person too that you said, Lando. They're the person who said, yo, I'll go in with you, you know, once you get started. Mm-hmm. Um, but I got started. And nobody hit me up like, yo, how far are you going? How far, what, what have you learned? But even still, I don't want, to, now that I've done it, I don't want, the, just my ego, I don't want them to hit me up. And be mm-hmm. like, yo, how, how's it going, this, that, and the other? Here's why. I took the risk and spent the $1,000. So I got to give the knowledge that I spent $1,000 to achieve, to receive, for you to get it for free and then benefit off of my work? Mm-hmm. You're not your name ain't your name ain't Samuel. Your name isn't Aliana. Your name isn't Ava. Your name isn't Mason or Ariana. Your name isn't Duchess. Your last name ain't Thomas. Why you get the benefit off of my labor? Exactly. Why you got a benefit off of my risk? You ain't coming in on the ground floor. You ain't on the second floor. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, I guess those five people that I named, those five people that I named, and I want your opinion on how would you navigate through those people? Would you be like me? And, and, and for those people who don't know, like I said, Zero took that um, test and his score, my score are, um, are, are very different. Um, I'm, like a, I'm, 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 I'm really a, the I'm complete a, opposite. Yeah, we're, we're, fair, we're, fairly, we're fairly opposite of each other. And so um, how would you not, because I'm, I'm somebody who's really quick to cut people off, but you might not be as much. So how, how would you navigate through those people? And then we'll go to the quick hits after that. And, um, I'm pretty much like my patience I'm pretty much being patient with each and every one of them because it's like, you know, I'm I'm more so optimistic that things may change, but I'm also, but I also don't want to be more so compliant in a sense to where I really think that I can depend, that I can really depend, especially person people three, yes, um, person three through five. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, like for them, for them, it'd be like you know, I might be more so like, well, maybe they'll come around because I know that's the type of person I, that I am. It's like I, they'll probably come around at some point, but um, 
person number five, I probably, I'll probably be like, all right, I'll let you know how things are going. And then I'll probably never speak to them again. It was like, yeah, Mm -hmm. I already know where this is going to go. Like I said, I like person number three because I know the, because the energy that I'm going to get is like, it's like, it's like, yo, this is a, He's like, this is a good guy to be around. He's always he's like, he's always uh bursting with energy every time. It's like it's always positive every time I see him. But I, I already know it's like I can he's like I can depend on him for a boost, but I'm never going to depend on him for anything else. Mm-hmm. So it was like, so it was like if I see him, it was like, yo, I know he can get my spirits, I know he can get my spirits up, but the fact of the matter is that's all you're good for. He's like, that's all you're good for is to get my spirits up. It was like, yeah, I'll I'll be I'll be bouncing with you. Like, yeah, looking like it was like looking like we about to get ready to go on, go out on the field. But then I know you, I know I'm gonna run out on the field. You gonna stay inside the tunnel, so I think I'm good on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you never gonna make it through. You're never gonna rip through that paper. You gonna be sitting in the locker room. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's like, yo, they put the wrong laces in my cleats. That's how that's how I feel about you. Yeah. It's like, but the uh the other two was like, you know, I I would hope to I'll be more so optimistic, um, like optimistic that they may come around. But the thing about it is I can't, I know you're not somebody that I'm really going to depend on in these certain situations. In uh in this uh in this endeavor that I'm trying to get into because a lot of times, especially the, uh, it's like a lot of times, especially like, I think it was person number four that um, they they think it's a bad idea, this and the third. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, person number four is like, you know, <clears throat> I'm more so on the, I'm not even in the, I'm gonna prove that person wrong type of situation. It's like, I'm more so, I'm more so, well, all I know is that I know where to put you at. You don't believe in me, so I know, I know not to come to you about anything because you already get, you've already tried to plant, especially, especially for me, person number four is more so the type that, um, he doesn't believe in anything that you're going to do. And it might actually be a jealousy thing because they have nothing going for them. So mm. they want to keep you down at their level rather than mm. like work. And they feel like, oh man, well, if he doesn't think that I can do this, then maybe I shouldn't. And I felt that way before. Cause yeah, I felt that way before with uh with somebody very close. It was like, it's like I it's like I don't know if I took I don't know if I took it wrong or or in that situation, but I was like, but it's like, why don't you have anything positive to say about something that I that I want to do? Especially if they have something that they want to do and you were and you gave the energy, well, you can go ahead and do it. It's like, nah, mm-hmm. if you if you want to try to keep me down because you're down, that's somebody that I don't need near me, whether I am patient or not. My it's like my patience where I know that where I can work and see it, I can work and build toward whatever whatever it is that I'm trying to do. 
is going to work out. I don't need like I don't need somebody like you around because now now you got me thinking that I should be stuck next to you in the rut that you're in rather than climbing out of rather than climbing out of it and moving forward. I'm not going to stay in that position. Person number five, like I said, like I said, it's like you only want to come in when it starts to get successful. Well, you get it was like, what's it called? It's like it's like um I'm I'm gonna equate it to like riding in a car on a road trip. If your bitch ass ain't gonna put gas inside the car, you better it's like <laughs> then you're gonna be left at the gas station. You're gonna be left on the side of the road when I continue to uh go on my journey. You're not going to sit here, continue benefiting, yeah, try to mm-hmm. yeah, be like, you know what, I'm gonna when I want to, I'm gonna hit your ride and hopefully I f- I end up at the same destination as you. No, you're not, you're not, it's like, you, you're lucky that you're gonna get into the damn car in the first place. Yeah. So it's like, so like I said, person number, it's like person number three is like, yeah, I can get that energy from you. It was like, I think it was something that you even said before you posted on Facebook that you had to have a team and, um, and those people, and I think it's like I don't, I don't know if it was like uh, use those people for what it is. I, it might be a different video, but it was like you know that's why you have some different people for different things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like for him, it's like he'll be. It's like even if he doesn't, even if he doesn't support me like monetarily, he gives me the he. He's the person that will give me, he or she may be the person that gives me the drive to keep on doing what it is that I need to do. Even if they don't do it, even if they don't do anything for me monetarily, they give me, they they keep my spirits up. Like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Even though, like I said, they're going to stay inside the tunnel when I run out on the field. It's like, yeah, Yeah. it's like, yeah, I do that for you. But, but it's like, but it's like when I got to do that, when I got to do that keeps on, that keeps on downing me and the guy that wants to try to that the guy that uh that gets an a on the project but doesn't do shit yeah, yeah I, I'd, I'd much rather not deal with them at all yeah so um yeah that video everybody has you we need you need to understand the people around you everybody has their place mm-hmm. now and that's what that video that i did uh People won't know what the video who listen to this episode won't know what I'm talking about. But I virtually said, like, yo, make sure you have a team with you. Make sure you build a strong team. And make sure that they, you don't got, you you shouldn't have the same players for every game. And what I mean yeah. by that is, what I mean by that is, um, if you're trying to win an NBA championship. Mm. You're you're you who who would you rather have as your shooting guard? Michael Jordan or Jerry Rice? <laughs> They're both winners. They're both yeah. arguably the greatest players. I, I mean, I don't think there's any argument for Michael Jordan, but they're both arguably the greatest players in their respective sports. But Jerry Rice ain't Jerry Rice ain't hitting no fadeaway on over. He ain't getting me buckets. You know what I'm saying? And, and also, if you're trying to win a Super Bowl, Michael Jordan ain't getting you t- three touchdowns with a separated shoulder. 
I'm saying he ain't getting me you know three saying? times. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, so so, and what I meant by that was, yo, know, like you know, there's certain people like when I'm when I feel when I want to feel motivated to lose some extra weight, like there's certain people I hit up for that. If if and when I'm motivated to um to to, to make some more money, there's specific people that I, that I hit up for that. When I need, when I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm not understanding certain things when it comes to um, God and life and things of that nature. Well, there's really only one person I hit up for that. You know what I'm saying? And, and there, I probably should have more people, but I don't go to church, so I don't. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, so it's just like, um, like I feel like you should have multiple players in multiple. You know, you should have one team. But there should be multiple players on that team that has strengths and weaknesses and things of that nature. Just like if you need a defensive stop, you you not you'd probably put uh um you'd probably put uh Thabo Cephalosha in before you put James Harden in. Yeah. You know, or 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 you know, things of that nature. So it's just um, you know, so even like within a team, or if you need a set, you you probably put in you know, what, what the Giants call their NASCAR defensive line versus their traditional defensive line. So, yeah. um, so you know, that's that, that's what I meant by that. But, yeah, uh, let's kind of put a bow on this, man. Like, yo, if don't expect people to take risks for you. Like, it's your life. And if you feel like it's a good idea, then join in at the ground level. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, man, I really feel like this is a good thing. You know what I'm saying? Because and then also there's certain a lot of stuff that goes on where it's like self-sabotage and stuff like that. Or and actually, and one last thing, uh, it's not a different person, but I, I don't want to be I don't want to be a part of your plan if I'm an afterthought. Yeah. So it's like, yo, man, yo, you know what? I was I was talking to zero about uh I was talking to zero about this business idea. Da 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 da. It sounds like a good idea, and it's like, oh man, yo yo, you can join too if you want, bro. We talk all the time. Why you ain't never tell me about this? You know, so I I don't you know like if I'm an afterthought though, but matter of fact, but because I'm an afterthought, all I know is, um, you know, first to market. <laughs> you know, you better hope that it's not something that I'm interested in. Cause I'll work faster than you, and I'll get it to market before you do, and then I can end up being like freaking Mark Zuckerberg and facing a facing a, 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 a copyright infringement or whatever the hell he had to pay those the Winkle bosses for. But hey, they they made a couple million. My man worth four hundred billion. I'm exaggerating exactly. the number, of course, but you know it is what it is. But anyways, let's go to these quick hits, man. Um, DMX, he was, uh, he was, um, they said he was overdosed. He's in the hospital currently. There's been conflicting reports on why he's in the hospital. Um, what are your thoughts about DMX? Yeah, um, prayers up to DMX. It's like, I don't know if it's, uh, hopefully he recovers well and he, and he gets himself back on the right path. As I know he's been, I know he's been, I believe he's been suffering through addiction for a long time. And mm-hmm. um, 
It's yeah, and it's like it's really unfortunate. It's really unfortunate to hear about to hear about a legend in this sort of manner, especially when he went from he went from drugs to giving his life to God and turning his life around to going to possibly falling right back into that rut. But we're all human. We all we make we make our mistakes. I just hope that. Listen, I just hope I just hope and pray that he actually gets out of this and is able to get his life back on track. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, just real quick, um, addiction is a terrible thing. Um, I hope DMX pulls through. Um, he's only fifty years old, so uh, prayers to him and his family. Um, real quick, um, congrats to the Stanford women winning the national championship. I really don't follow women. I don't follow college sports that well. Um, I actually like women's basketball. I watch it when when it's on during the summer. Um, But, uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Congrats to Stanford. It's their first national championship in a while. So, um, shout out to them. Uh, Any thoughts on that? Yeah, congratulations to the Stanford women because I know UConn with the women's national player of the year was – the overwhelming favorite so it's like to and it always seems like it's always <laughs> for the last few years it's always seemed like it's either gonna be UConn or South Carolina I think it's South Carolina winning it yeah, all I so know. it's been really four teams UConn South Carolina I think it's South Carolina uh UConn South Carolina Baylor and Notre Dame. Those are usually the four yeah. teams that are in that mix. That was the team I'm thinking about, Notre Dame. Yeah, so it was Notre Dame, um, I was about not South Carolina, but it, but it, they are the four. Um, uh, with uh, just real quick, Deshaun Watson got 18 affidavits of women supporting him. What you, just real quick, what do you think of that? I mean, really doesn't matter to me much until there there's actually there's actually a break in what's going on. It's like I don't think anything has actually gone to court. I've heard about I've heard of reports of um, evidence from the from the attorney Busby or no or lack of evidence from um, from the uh, attorney Busby from the women that accused him accused Deshaun Watson of everything so until until the needle moves in a different direction or something gets settled or something gets or things get dropped it's pretty much uh, wash rinse and repeat at this point um Deshaun Watson stopped like first you got you have 22 women having allegations against you. You have 18 women saying that they support you. You do not need 40 different women giving you massages. So actually, now I think you're a pervert. Um, <laughs> like, that's just weird. Yeah, anyways, yeah. Um, last but not least, uh, the George Floyd case. Uh, that pig gets... Um, and I call him pig not because he's a cop. I call him pig because he's disgusting. Um, uh, George Floyd, he uh, he's on the trial five days in so far. Well, technically, I think six, I think they, yeah, because t- they do it during the week. 
Um, yeah. I hope he gets convicted. He actually has a supervisor that's, that said that he he isn't doing uh, that he didn't do what they teach in the academy. Um, just real quick, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the on the trial so far? My thoughts are what everybody already knew. We saw that we saw that he was killing the man on camera. We saw that he wasn't doing that what he was supposed to do. All the testimony has been what everybody has already known. So honestly, it's just like the Deshaun Watson thing. I feel like it's wash, rinse, repeat, and until this man, till this man is uh, sent, until this man is sentenced, found guilty and sentenced, the only thing we get out of this trial is exactly what the public has known for over a year. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that's all we got for y'all today. Um, moral of the stories are Michael Rappaport, you soft. Um, <laughs> you soft and you're and I hate you more because I, I've been forced to de- to to defend somebody I detest. Uh thank you very much for that. You soft. I, I just I don't, that's it. Just soft. You cotton. You cotton. You saying color is cotton. You just you just pissing me off. Anyway, let's say you cotton ass motherfucker. <laughs> you little loom ass motherfucker. Let's say you loose leaf uh, paper skin ass motherfucker. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, when was the last time you saw loose leaf? <laughs> You try to keep a paper having ass motherfucker. You say, say computer paper pack, bitch. <laughs> Yo, wait, that's a serious question. What was the last time you saw loose leaf? They sell it when I get school supplies. What do you mean? <laughs> I got kids in school. I, get, I see it every year. No, I get spiral notebooks. I haven't seen loose leaf in so long. Oh my god! <laughs> I haven't seen loose leaf in so long. <laughs> well, not yet. When the girls start going to school, I'm gonna have to loose leaf it up. <laughs> no, no, they they're too young for that at this point. But um, but then uh um, the other moral story is like take your own risk. Take your own risk. Or matter of fact, if you don't take your own risk and you come at me with some nonsense, I'm gonna start calling you Michael Rappaport because you soft too. <laughs> hey, like, you loose leaf. <laughs> yeah. Loose leaf. <laughs> I'm saying it's like, it's like you Lisa Frank looking ass motherfucker. <laughs> it's like you scholastic newspaper looking ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and you book family. <laughs> it's like, look at this candy drive looking motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, you always start off with one dollar. <laughs> always start off with a dollar because it's like, you got to start off. He's like, you got to start fresh. It's like, not everybody going to buy candy bars. It's like, that, oh my God, I hate it. Yo, I hate Michael Rappaport, man. Yeah, so but uh um, oh, anyways, uh <laughs> anyways man, we'll see y'all next week. 
This is a beat. <laughs> Damn, I can't even say my little outfit. <laughs> it's the Between Brothers podcast. We'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>